It's time for the End of Conversation Podcast With funny man Damian Lemon And the voice of your choice Ali Muhammad Yeah, this is Damian Lemon This is Ali Muhammad And this is In the Conversation The Podcast We back We are back still Black History Year August this the this the vacation month it seemed like. How yeah. you doing though? What's yeah. good with you? Yeah, it's August. This you know what I'm saying. You know, people are hitting the road. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I'm on. You know, I'm on one of them. You know, this ain't a real vacation for me. I'm in standard town. You know what I mean? It's almost like okay. a staycation because I got the kids, but I'm in Atlanta. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. So a. yeah, I'm for in the A. a. Yeah. Going going end this summer off in the A. And look. let it do what it do. Uh, that's what's up. Anything good going on out there? Outside Rain. of the, you know, the usual. It's raining out there? Yeah, that that uh, tropical storm or whatever was coming through. So it had been raining yesterday and all day today. So it looks like it's uh. clearing up a little bit. It's supposed to be good tomorrow. So, shit. Uh. It's on my own staycation vibes. We had the pool. We going to be, you know what I mean? You know, in the theater room. Doing all what we, we could do. <laughs> amenities. I yeah. hear that. <laughs> Take hear advantage that. of these amenities in this last, yeah, you know I mean, last week's of summer. That's what's up, man. Last week's of summer. Summer's all the way about to be a wrap. I felt like that shit flew by. Uh, mm-hmm. I, you know, and, I, and I, funny that I was saying about vacation, not only, I know you on your staycation shit, but, um, what made me think about vacation was it was a uh, pizza shop I was going to go to the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Danny's House of Pizza out in Queens. It's a good pizza shop. They do like a sweet slice. It's a good good um, pizza shop though, but that's one of the things they do. So mm-hmm. I was I was in that area and I drove past there and they wasn't open. They weren't on vacation actually. As I'm telling the story, I remember they wanted they opened late. They opened at like two, and mm-hmm. then. They close at eleven. I didn't even realize that. That's some real temperamental. We we just get it. We get it like that type of shit. But there was another pizza shop that I was trying to check out because I drove past Danny's. It was closed. I went past this other spot. They were on vacation. <laughs> then there's a, a hero spot that I was telling my my brother in law about to go check out that I heard about, and he drove past there. He texted me today. They on vacation. So. <laughs> I don't know if this is a restaurant time for vacation in August, but it made me realize I ain't had a vacation in a long ass time. Right. Not that I, I mean, and I can't, you don't count the pandemic as a vacation. That was a pandemic. Right. But right. there's a, I had to really, I, I had to really think about when the last time I was like, just on some relaxation type shit on the beach or just leisurely, Experiencing life and it's been a little while. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Salute to everybody on vacation. Y'all get your get your shit off. And, off. You know, it's like this. And even if those restaurants don't do that every year, this would be a year to say, you know what, we're gonna do that this year. Because everybody had to take a break on the pandemic, right? So mm-hmm. and when you were on that pandemic break. You know, you, everything was slow. You know what I'm saying? Shit was probably wasn't coming in how it was supposed to come in. And then now you kind of back to work and you got stuff coming in. And you know for a fact, shit, I could survive a week. 
you know what I'm saying, without getting no bread. I could go enjoy myself for a week, you know what I'm saying? Mm. I'm I'm not beholden to this place because, like, before the pandemic, you just work, 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 grind, grind, grind. You know, some people were free and, you know what I'm saying, emancipated from the daily grind. But Mm -hmm. most people, you know, hustle, hustle, grind, grind, then vacation, you know, if they could. Um, Mm -hmm. But during that time, you got to see, you know what, life you know what I'm saying? Ain't all work, grind, head to the grindstone, sleep when you're dead type shit. Because right, right. I'm not doing that now and I'm still here and I'm still living and everything's still good. I still got my, my, my health and my, my, my wits about myself. Shit, I could stand to enjoy myself for a minute. And that's like, like we said the other day, the other, other month, that this would be a revenge summer. So, yeah. you know what I mean? Shit, the pizza place taking revenge. Like, shit. All right, mm-hmm. we came back open. We slang pizza for six months, and we gonna go on vacation. We'll see you next week. <laughs> yeah, now nah, I ain't doing nothing but building people's appetite for that pizza when it reemerges. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm gonna ask you this then, because that is, you know, there's a lot of talk about, and even prior to the pandemic. But I'm curious. You know, there's been saying there's a lot of talk about the death of hustle culture now. Uh-huh. You are the uh, creator of 21st Century Hustle, which uh-huh. came out quite some time ago. Where do you feel? 1999. So, damn, so, oh, shit. That's a long, <laughs> that's t- almost 20 years ago. Yeah, it was 20. Uh, over 20. Yeah. yeah. 20, shit, it's an adult. So, right. do you feel like uh, hustle culture is dead, or what's your stance on it? Nah, hustle culture ain't going to never die. That's because that's, you know what I'm saying? When you're talking about um, evolution and you're talking about innovation and evolution, that all happens within hustle culture when you're out here killing yourself because you got ideas and you you got, you know what I'm saying, you're out here, you're trying to prove something to the world. You got something to offer to the world. That'll never die. Like, people go through stages. What's the mainstream popularity goes through stages because in 99 when I was talking about that stuff, it was a foreign language to mainstream culture. Like, oh, hustle, oh, no, you ain't going to never win with that name. Uh, you know what I mean? It, was, it wasn't in the mainstream uh, top of mind. So I would say this. You know, it's just like, it's just like hip-hop magazines, right? 21st Century Hustle was a magazine, like a business type of magazine for, you know, people on the grind. Entrepreneurs, go-getters, visionaries, you know what I mean? Hustlers. So, at that stage in my life, that's how I viewed the world. That's how I was like, you know, it's 24 hours in a day. I'm going to make the most of them. I'm going to sleep when I'm dead. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> all, that, all that. All that vernacular, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like when you in hip-hop and you're reading the source. At a certain point, you know what I'm saying, you might start reading vibe. And it's like, oh, this is a little more sophisticated. You know what I'm saying? It's talking to me in different different ways. Um uh, it's giving me different genres of music as well as hip hop, but you know, still the same culture, but a little bit more grown up. It give me a little fashion, so you know, it's a little more sophisticated. I'm a, I'm a rock with this. I'm not gonna read Double XL and the Source as much. And then you get to a point where you're not even reading music magazines no more. You 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 trying to learn. You trying to get into your career. You trying to get to a certain space, and then you start reading other things that feed that. You know. And so I think that's what's happening in culture, you know, the the hustle culture 
came in, you know what I'm saying? You had people like Jay-Z and some of the bigger rappers that's that's spouting this this uh this type of talk and it becomes mainstream conscious. And then you get LLC Twitter and then you get, you know what I'm saying, earn your leisure and you you get all these things and and those things aren't going nowhere and there's going to always be a space for them because there's always people that are trying to figure out how to even break in. It's just when the majority of people, they kind of get the basics and they're moving on to something else, they need something else. And even myself, you know what I mean? At a certain point, the ideology of 21st century hustle no longer suited where I was as a, as a man. So I changed the name. I changed my, I didn't kill 21st century hustle, but I started a whole another company that was, you know, thorough media. So I felt like thorough represented more where my mindset was at the time. You know what I'm saying? Let's let's get everything locked tight, you know what I'm saying, solid, and and move forward and become, you know what I mean, more grown with the shit. And then you do that for, you know what I mean, I've, I've been that probably about six, seven years. And now I have a whole nother mindset that is that I feel like is the next step from what I've learned along the journey from 21st Century Hustle, from Thorough Media, and just growing up as a as a man and as a father and a husband and all that. You it's different things become important to you and life changes and, and what you what you what you have to prove changes and what you have to prove to yourself becomes more important than anything else. So I don't believe hustle culture is dead. I just believe certain people have grown out of it. You know what I'm saying? As well they should, because after you get to a certain stage, you know what I'm saying, your mindset changed. Jay-Z not in the same place he was when, when uh, you know, Streets was watching drop in a whole other place. He hustling right. in a different kind of way. You know what I mean? And I bet he getting more rest than he used to get. You know what I'm saying? Spending more time with the kids and shit. You know what I mean? And the last time Jay-Z been on tour, that shit was, shit, about five, six years ago. Mm. Yeah, last time he probably put an album out was damn right. near what four years ago. Something like well, that. yeah, so that's probably the last tour he was on about four years ago. Shit, mm-hmm. when he came out on Homecoming, he was out of breath. Like shit, <laughs> he only had to spit <laughs> one verse. Beyonce was doing all kind of shit. He came out there with that one verse. He was like, oh, oh ha ha, all right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shit, uh, life changed. That nigga want to be on a beach. <laughs> you know, it's interesting too now to think about it. I'm curious. And I, I feel you on what you said. I'm curious if uh, how you define the culture or your era or the, uh, I guess, the zeitgeist of your generation. If, you know, like hustle culture, as you said early in the beginning of it, you were like, that's something when you're trying to express an idea or you're trying to establish yourself in the world, right? Mm-hmm. And that's oftentimes at the beginning of your career or at a pivot point in your career where you got to start anew. Mm-hmm. But oftentimes it's like at the beginning, so more so leans more younger, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm looking around, I guess I'm looking at like my peer set, you know, I look at everything, but I look at, I'm I'm trying to delineate if it's the peer set or it's the overall vibe. Because now that hustle culture is kind of 
dormant for saying, or it's not as popular as it once was. It's not all over the place. I've also seen the rise of self-care culture, mm-hmm. right? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I'm curious if that is a generational thing. Like, I, you know, as I said, I realize I've seen people that are like in their 20s talking about self-care mm-hmm. as well. You know what I mean? So I won't even put it off on that. But I definitely seen the rise of you know, mindfulness and taking mm-hmm. a minute to um, to meditate, to be present, to to be grateful, to give, you know what I mean, to, uh, you know, make space, as they say, for various things and, mm-hmm. and various, you know, people or whatever. So um, it's just very interesting how, uh, how an uh, attitude can become like a, dominant attitude amongst a culture. You know what I'm saying? But it seems like, and I think just like I was saying that the pandemic probably, you know, making people sit down, it made people uh, have to kind of look at hustle culture and say, well, damn, what did that, what did that gain me? Or damn, sitting down is not killing me. Like you said about the pizza shop people. Mm -hmm. I realized I could actually live if I'm at a standstill for a minute, it's not as hand-to-mouth as I thought it was. And then also at the same time, it's like, well, what do I do with this time? How do I how do I even process this stillness? You know what I mean? Like, how, am I guilty about it? Do I indulge in it? All of that. And that kind of comes into that whole self-care type of thing where mm-hmm. people are showing you how to, you know... Uh, be indulgent about what you want to do, be deliberate about what you like and... You know what I mean? And all that right. type of stuff. So it's just interesting. No, I mean, and the thing about it is, is that that's the beauty of what's going on now is because you have the technology and you have the spaces for all of these voices to be in one platform, right? So hustle culture is always there. It's always going to be there. Self-care was always there and it's always going to mm-hmm. be there. You know what I'm saying? Wellness, right. spirituality, you know what I'm saying? You know, you got you got all of these segments of thought that play together in this world, and they're all there at the same time. It's just the one you pay attention to is the one that stands out the most. You know what I mean? And then because for people, I don't know who said hustle culture was dead, but it is it is popping and highly prevalent right now because you know I see it because I know the I know the voice and I know the energy. And I recognize that people have taken it way further than I was able to take it. You know what I'm saying? So I notice it, and it's there. And Cats is coming out, and they, they're getting money based off of helping people understand how to get money. So, you know, that's just one thing. But as we know, as we grow, you also start to see the information that money is not going to fill up everything in your life. You know what I'm saying? After you get all of this stuff. What is their, their next? You know what I'm saying? What do you do next? How do you spend your time after you have all of the stuff? When you become Beyonce and you become Jay-Z, what do you do with yourself? You know what I'm saying? Do you continue to hustle forward? Or do you start to change your mindset and, and, and indulge in some self-care and some mindfulness and some therapy and some, you know what I mean? Right. Um. For me, I see that there's a there's still a void from where I'm 
where I want to present information from, there's still a bridge that needs to be built between the wellness, self-care, spiritual crowd, the, even the uh, law of attraction, law of attraction folks. You know what I'm saying? All of those people, your, your meditation and your thoughtfulness and your, you know, draw it all to yourself and, you know, manifest that whole crowd and the hustle crowd. There's still like some place in the middle because, you know, when you, when you move around and you talk to people, because I'm, I'm still on the bubble. I'm not I'm not there. So when you move around and you talk to people who are there, they got all the things. You know what I mean? They've done it. They can do all what they want. There's nothing they can't buy. It's still a, a thing that they're chasing. And a lot of times it's meaning. You know what I'm saying? What does this all mean? What does my life mean? What does all this stuff mean? You know what I'm saying? I, I got all this stuff. Um, I got everything you could want. But as soon as I'm out of here, my people going to sell all this shit. You know what I'm saying? It's going, you know what I mean? So what did I do all this shit for? And they start to fill in those blanks with, okay, da 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 da, da. So for me, I'm, I want to explore this space that what drives you when there's no longer, when it's not money, and either before you get it or after you get it. It's the same energy that drives you to continue, to drives you to continue to innovate and, and to continue to, to move and, and create. You know what I mean? There's an energy within creation and there's an energy within discovery. And somehow that plays together. And I don't know how, but my, my whole next project is based on that particular thought. What is it in there that propels us and gives us energy when we don't when we either don't need it because we got all the shit or we don't have nothing and we still trying to get it. Like what's the energy that drives us? And it's something within creation and discovery. At least that's my thesis. That's my, my hypothesis. <laughs> that's a good little hypothesis. A good, good thesis there. I like <laughs> that. Uh, yeah. I want to, yeah, I want to hear more about that because there'll be times when I'm like, man, I don't know. Sometimes I be feeling tapped out, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I be feeling like uh, you could you could kind of you realize, like, damn, man, I got to be more self-possessed in this moment. And you might try to, try to uh, kickstart it, but mm-hmm. sometimes it's not sustainable. Sometimes it's just like it's it's almost inorganic you know mm-hmm. what i mean like it's just like to your point of like knowing yourself mm-hmm. like you gotta know yourself and and like yo for me i'm just be honest stillness is tough stillness mm-hmm. is hard right like it's just because it's i got so many uh i've assigned so much for sake of a better word morality or I've I've made busyness feel like the right thing to do. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's just a distraction. Sometimes it's just it's not even productive. Sometimes you just hamster wheeling. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You're just trying to you know, you don't you don't wanna you don't trust taking a minute and trying to decompress, download, all of that, you know, mm-hmm. all of that, again, like all of that, that saying, sometimes, like sometimes I could see the importance of it, 
But I get so antsy that I don't trust it because I'll be afraid that you're just going to languish and it's going to be a wrap. You're going to atrophy. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? It's like it's like somebody that don't take enough time. Like if they if you broke your leg and you just out there, you still in the street, you still walking around and your leg is really broken and they telling <laughs> you, at least you got to sit up. You're like, nah, if I sit up, niggas go over your rap for me. And right. it's like, what you you got to be careful of what you tell yourself because that's what you start to believe and then you're going to jump into the world. You're not even healed. So now, you know what I mean? Like, right. that's just a extreme. Problems. Yeah, you're going to cause a whole new problem. And you, go ahead, you, what are you about to say? You say that's an extreme, but it's not because, it's, especially with black people, we have been uh-huh. tricked into a way where if we're not working, it's bad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, we don't have a license to frolic. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. if you frolicking, that's a bad thing. Like, nigga, you bullshitting out here. You ain't making shit happen. Frolicking? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Out here frolicking and shit. What the hell? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you they know gonna, what I mean? They gonna definitely call somebody else. Hey, yo, your man was frolicking. Did right. you? This nigga told me. Yeah, but go ahead. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It's like, Recreation is not assigned to us. Like, right, you know what I mean? Right. It's like, you know, some people, they could get off work and just go on a bike ride and lay up in the park at 5.30 in the afternoon. Again, right. 5.30, we on the train. We <laughs> headed to the spot. You know what I'm saying? We right. trying to figure out what's for dinner. We get we shit. You know what I'm saying? Emotion. There's no, yeah, we don't, we don't have the license to just be chilling. And that's burnt yeah. into us, you know what I'm saying, from, you know, I would assume slavery times. Like, yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? So that's where they, 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 they tricked us with the whole thing, the stereotype that black people are lazy and all that. We built this bitch, but we lazy ones, right? right. You know what I'm saying? Because nigga might want to take a vacation, nigga might be hurt. You know what I'm saying? So if you look at an NBA player, if he don't hurry up and get his ass back on the court, now he's selfish. You know what I'm saying? Mm, yeah. When when Kawhi, you know what I'm saying, was hurt coming out of San Antonio because he didn't rush back in the game, he was selfish. You know what I'm saying? They banished him and sent his ass to Toronto. Still went out there and got him a chip. So, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? When you look at, you know, all the players that get hurt, it'd be like, ah, oh, nigga, when you coming back? Like Derrick, Derrick Rose, D. Rose. When mm-hmm. he got hurt and said he wanted to take his time, they, they killed that man. You know what I'm saying? They ruined his whole image by saying he was taking too long to come back and he was bullshitting. I ain't never seen, you know what I'm saying? I never heard that issue being assigned to a white player that I've ever heard. Not saying that it hadn't happened, but that's every year seemed like it's assigned to a black player. Yeah. KD was hurt. When KD coming back, we did it, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. like, oh, LeBron, he hurt. He faking. He ain't hurt. This nigga ain't been hurt his whole career. <laughs> right, right. You know what I'm saying? And we don't even know that. We just know that he hasn't said he's hurt. Right. He hasn't been he, out. Yeah. Hurt. Right. Yeah. He hasn't taken yeah, is it taken leave from being hurt. Right. Yeah, man. Well, that's gonna it's, count against his legacy. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> like, you know right. what I mean? Like, we don't have the we don't have the license to chill. Yeah, that's real talk. Because I'll tell you this, to this day, if uh my people's call me, like my family members call me and shit, mm-hmm. and it could be at any time of the day. Mm-hmm. If I sound a little drowsy, they like, you were sleeping? I get defensive. <laughs> you be like, oh, no, like, oh, no. Nah, nah, what you talking about? I could have <laughs> dead ass been sleeping. It could be four in the morning. Nah, nigga, what you talking hey. about, man? I'm, uh, I'm just trying to get things together. You hey. know. 
Yeah. The phone ring, you be like, <gasps> yeah, yeah, man. It's ridiculous. That is some, that's gotta be some slavery shit. That's some slave master shit. Boys, you tired? No, 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 no. No, I'm good. I'm good. What's, what's, mm-hmm. what's the word? What you, what you trying to do? What you trying to get into? Yeah, man. You tired? Yeah, man. Chill. What you tired for? Yeah, your man tired. This motherfucker told me he was tired. <laughs> yeah, B. Yeah, so it's yes. something. It's tough, man. It's tough out here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's tough. But, you know, that's why the self-care people voice is valid. You know what I'm saying? They're trying yeah. to put something in the in the atmosphere that's not generally assigned to us. You know? The recreation people are valid. You know what I'm saying? All of these voices are valid. It's just, right. you know... How do you put them all together and, and each one teach one and, you know, the hustle people get a little bit of, of the, you know what I'm saying, self-care culture, you know what I mean? We all get a little bit of the recreational culture, you know what I'm saying? We don't even want to, you know, we don't want to get in the water, we don't want to swim, we don't right. want to hike, we don't want to sleep outside, which is all fine and valid because we, we, we're first step of this recreation, we want to get a taste of the the good life part of it. You know what I'm saying? We want right. to jump straight to roughing it. Shit, we've been roughing it already. You know what I'm saying? I want to lay up in this this five star and get some room service and shit. You know what I'm saying? So it's just where we're at as as a as a culture, as a society, and you know, how we fit into it. It's kind of like, you know, we forget how short of a time it was since we was kind of, you know what I'm saying? And segregated and tucked away, you know. It's like yeah. when I was I was on a um, clubhouse, the first clubhouse I ever talked on, and I, it was by mistake. I was just, you know, how you get the little messages pop up on your phone, such and such is talking. I'm like, mm-hmm. ah, look at Shayla and Tony Ty. Shayla from Will Packers coming. Let me see what they talking about. And I clicked in, mm-hmm. and then Tony Ty immediately put me on the stage. Hey, Ali, put them come on stage. I'm like, oh, Lord. <laughs> I don't even know the topic of discussion. You know what I'm saying? But we're talking about gentrification. And, you know, it was a guy on there that was that was saying how a lot of black people ran from the hood. And, you know what I'm saying, it's, the onus is, is on us as well to, to buy in the neighborhoods that we grew up in and ran from. And then, you know, my, my counterpoint to that was he's right. But at the same time, shit, my parents... You know, this when they moved into the neighborhood we moved in, that was the first time that black people was able to do it in the South. You know what I'm saying? Right. So when we got there, it was all white. It was so it was a new thing just to go experience something new. So we only one generation away from that. You know what I'm saying? It's not like that's been a long time. Like we got a chance to go figure out what the suburbs feel like, what it feels like not to live in a highly densely populated place, you know. So that first generation, they just wanted to experience being free. Let me go where I couldn't go. You know what I mean? And I think mm-hmm. the second, third generation of it is just experiencing that. And now we're starting to realize the value of how the real estate market moves because of you know the talks that's going on and the hustle talks and the you know LLC talks and the real estate talks. Right. We're starting to learn that, wait a minute, yeah. we need to take advantage of this shit too. 
taking the, the you know the boundaries off because a lot of times certain things could be assigned to certain types of people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like even you know like we talk about joke about LLC Twitter. And you're hearing about way more people investing and, and getting in the stock market and all of mm-hmm. that type of thing. For a long time, you know, a lot of black people were very wary about that or was just seemed right. to something that you got to have money to get into. Right. You know, money became the boundary or, you know, or just on anything. Like even when you were just joking about, you know, uh, accommodations, five-star accommodations, get some of this room service. To this day, I I be on some, I bugged out with room service. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like you gotta it, like you're paying for the indulgence. You're paying right. for that. But me, I'm already looking at it like twenty five dollars for pancakes. Wait a minute, I could get up, <laughs> go downstairs, go over here, get the pancakes for ten. You know what I mean? Like right, I'm already right. trying to. I'm looking at the mini bar. Like how much? You know what I'm right. saying? Go to Target, buy everything that was in the mini bar for less. <laughs> put it in the. It's like, come on, bro. Sometimes at some point you gotta, like I say, you gotta exercise the broke out your system yeah. or just expand and uh and you know go beyond scarcity thinking. You right, know what I'm saying? And it's no, tough. It's, it's easier said steps. than done. It's baby steps, right? Hell you gotta, yeah. You got to take one step. First First step is you You got a passport and you did it. You're out mm-hmm. there. You're in the yeah. world. You're seeing different things. You're learning. Yeah. You're learning from just being. And, right. you know, after that, you know what I mean, the next people after you, they'll, they'll go with more intention and more, you know what I'm saying, they'll have, have it as more of a way of life as opposed right. to something special. You know what I'm saying? Right. And then, you know, we'll, we'll be able to just cross boundaries and communicate across different cultures and bring stuff back and, and do it how it should be done and how it has been right. done. It's just right. how we've been closed off from it. And now mm-hmm. we're finding our way back, you know? Yeah. I, you know, I think about, um, <clears throat> you know, not just scarcity thinking, but I think about, you know, just the fact of, Wrong versus right. Do it the right way. Mm-hmm. There's no right way to do any of this shit. It's just the way you choose. If it works, mm-hmm. it works. If it doesn't, you'll figure something else out, right? Mm-hmm. And that's something that takes a whole lot of unlearning. You know what I mean? Because a lot of times, based on where you're from and what you've seen, you could see a lot of cautionary tales in the development of people around you and you could almost see where people went left or Mm -hmm. at least create a theory on, well, you know, if they hadn't done that, motherfucker would have been here. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? So you'd be like, well, the first thing I'm going to do is not do that. You know what I mean? And it's kind of like you try to create, uh, like basically boundaries, like a, a, a context or a course, the right route. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And again, there is no right route. So after when you start to unlearn that, it's crazy. It starts to, you know, it, it puts things in, in greater perspective. And um, one thing that I was thinking about, uh, well, yeah, one thing that I was thinking about was uh, I was watching this this show and the person was like, yeah, they scared to fail. And that's why they, they messing up like that. Mm-hmm. And that shit, that shit hit me. You know what I mean? Like, um, you know, it just made me think about that. You know, everybody's, you know, you think, you know, nobody ever wants to fail. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And we've had this conversation about losses before. 
But um, I remember somebody said to me one time, he was like, yeah, you know, there's a difference between playing to win and playing not to lose. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes you just got to play to win. You know, if you're playing not to lose, you're playing it safe. And, I, again, that safe, that whole thing is, that's a myth on a certain level. That's 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 calculated risk. You know what I mean? All a lot of hesitation, a lot of reluctance in the thing, and a lot of fear of failure. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely some shit that I gotta, I gotta deal with. You know, like I lean into it as it relates to doing comedy or whatever. It's like you know, this joke could be whatever, whatever that could bomb, whatever, whatever. You you kind of throw yourself, but even beyond that, just expansive, just even different moves and and different ways of thought need to be explored. Because if a lot of the same shit ain't work or, you know what I mean, or you kind of come back to the same couple approaches, sometimes you got to broaden it. And it's like, well, what's making you not broaden it? You're uncomfortable. What's the deal? So I'm asking you, have you ever been, do you ever feel, do you have a fear of failure? Or when the last time you felt like you were afraid to fail? And how did, what's your, uh, what is your philosophy on failure? Shit, every day, you know what I'm saying? Every day you take a chance out here in this world, uh-huh. that that fear is going to cross your mind. Because if you've ever felt failed before, you're going to feel that shit. You know what I'm saying? And <clears throat> But I also know that, you know, most times the cause of your failure is that fear. So you have to, you have to balance this shit. You know what I'm saying? Because in this space now, it's not just you. You know what I mean? You got people that look at you. You got you know, your family. You got people that work for you. You got your team. You, you know what I mean? You got people that's, that hired you, your clients. So in the game itself, there's no fear. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it, it's after you come out of the game and it's like, okay, what's next? And how do you plot your next move? And do I step over here and that's going to take me over there for a while and I'm going to be away from this for a while? Do I do that? So you, you you're trying to balance all this shit out, and it's a it's a it's a daily juggle. Sometimes it's a daily struggle, but it always feels like you're you're levitating over a razor blade. You know what I'm saying? It's like mm. shit. If this magic if this magic stop, boy, I'm fucked up. So I got to keep this magic going. You know what I mean? <laughs> and and it's a different philosophy than the hustle philosophy, where it's like you know, let me just bulldoze through let me keep it moving you know what i'm saying because hustling hustling if you if you if you don't if you don't reel yourself in and, and actually consciously see what you're doing you will spend your whole life chasing and moving and and doing this and doing that and you never invest time in any of the the people or the things or or just the the experience that's around you, you know what I'm saying? You might you might be indulging yourself because, like, for me and other people, sometimes the game itself is is what you're what what uh fuels you. You know what I mean? Just the 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 figuring out life is is right. fueling the whole thing. But then you have to take into consideration that you might get ten years down the line. And you ain't celebrated not now birthday for nobody. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You ain't did shit. You know what right. I mean? You just right. you just worked and hustled your way to where you at. 
You come back and everything's changed. Nobody knows you. You know what I mean? So then you start to realize that there's maybe other things in this world that's 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 important that you have to throw into your mix. And with that, the more you add to your mix, the more it's important that you hold the fear off. Cause fear gonna pop up. You know what I'm saying? Right. Every this whole world is fear based. You know what I mean? Everything, everything, when they try to enforce something on you, they're gonna use fear first. You know what I mean? If if your bill is overdue, they're gonna use fear first. You know what I mean? Notice urgent message. Your shit gonna be cut off. You know what I'm saying? And that that hits you immediately. But then you look at the numbers and be like, okay, I got about a, I got a month and a half and shit. You know what I mean? Let me figure this shit out. Or it's just every every everything around us is just centered around that, yeah. You know, it's just a lot of fear in this world. You know what I mean? Don't do that, because you might do they remember that last person, he, you know what I mean? He failed doing right. that. He lost everything. You know, everybody's mm-hmm. afraid to lose everything. Yeah. And but that's where that's why I say the hustle culture don't never die because the information that you got from that culture or from that from that experience, it lets you know that you you're not gonna die. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Take the chance. You know what I'm saying? They ain't finna yeah. kill you, nigga. <laughs> what they gonna do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Now it's true. It is true. It's just it's gotta keep going. Gotta keep going and look at, you know, cause shit. Yeah, but but that fear challenge yourself. That fear yeah. will come. That fear is gonna be there. But your your yeah. your your fortitude and your your mission has to be stronger than your fear, and right. and that's where knowing what you want becomes very important. You know what I mean? Right. That's right. why right. being right. inspired by something becomes very important because those things carry you when the fear comes in, and you just push through because you know I would rather be doing this than the alternative. So yeah, this shit gonna have to work, you know. Is yeah. you know, you preachers use it all the time when they say when you're driving down the road and it's pitch black and all you can see is what your lights can see in front of you. You don't know, but the road just keeps appearing as you go. That's how God is, you know, and mm. and that's how all this is. You know, the more steps you take, the the less fearful it becomes because you know there's more road ahead. You know what I'm saying? Right. And when there is no more road, you'll be able to see it. And you that's why you got breaks. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You know, a lot of people be like, ah, hustle, oh, hustle, no breaks, all gas, no breaks. Right, nah, right. Nah, nigga. It's gonna be some breaks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Use them wisely though. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna yeah. be some breaks. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's good funny. shit to tell yourself to keep you hype. But yeah. you know what I'm saying? I do one thing. Go ahead. I, I, I did one thing uh, not too long ago, just off some old, just challenging fear shit. I was just like, let me indulge this shit. And I just wrote down a list of everything that could go wrong. You know what I mean? Like, what could go wrong? Like, you know, sometimes you like worst case scenario shit. And I wrote down the shit. And then I looked at it. And when you look at it, you're like, ah, well, I could get past that. That could, that's survivable. Outside of death, you know what I mean? Or anything terminal, anything like that. Everything else is a setup for a comeback. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, you could you could live through it all, 
The only thing you can't live through is death. So that's really the 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 biggest thing. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And if that's what you up against, everybody's gonna contend with that. So it's like, well, you might as well occupy your time, do what you want to do while you still have the moment. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and sometimes maybe just look at that and be like, well, look, you could get past that. You could endure that. Trust this. You could go. You could go beyond that. That ain't. That ain't. Not to say that ain't shit, but. Uh, it's nah. survivable. Yeah, but even even in death, right? You know mm-hmm. we all got to go. Right. You know what I'm saying? It gets to a point where you sign up and you resolve yourself. Once you know what it is that you want and, uh-huh. and you have a proper mission and a proper inspiration, right. it's like, man, if I die, I'm dying on this path. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I'd rather die on this path than, the, than anything else. So... I'm here. I'm doing this. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's when you when you see like if you even take it out of just you know business hustle, you, you mm-hmm. like why would somebody you know sign up for like the dope game or something like or gangs or shit like that? Where you, shit, it's a high high percentage chance of death or jail or shit like that. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Because once it click in that I rather have this and I'd rather get out of that than stay in it, then bring it on, man. Shit. You know what I'm saying? If if it kill me, I die doing what I was supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? If it don't, I go do my time standing on my head. You know what I mean? And that's where you get people who are locked in. And it's like, yo, but you can lock in to anything in that manner. You know what I mean? You could lock in. There's people that lock into their they corporate job that way. Is you know people locking the entrepreneurs that lock into their businesses, and once you once your mind switches to you know what ain't shit they could do to me, and if even but kill me, and even if that that ain't even no bad thing because I got to go anyway, shit, that inspiration is better than coffee. Mm. That's deep. Uh, yeah, I had to let that shit breathe because. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even want to segue out of that shit. That was fire. Uh, what's My, going on with you, man? What's good? What's going on? What's the latest? Shit, man. I'm just like I said. I'm on um, staycation, trying to figure out how to spend these days with the kids before they go back to school. You know, what I mean, yeah. um, I'm uh, you know, plotting the fall. There's some. You know, a lot of shit that's supposed to come up in the fall, but, you know, with this Delta variant, you got to keep your eye on it, you know. Um, HBCU homecomings and all that shit is usually big in the fall for for business. And, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Uh, they got the Orange Blossom Classic, which is which is an old classic that's brought back. But with, uh, it used to be, when I was growing up, Orange Blossom was Fan U and Bethune Cookman, the in-state rivalry um, mm. used to run in Miami. Then they moved it to Tampa. But now um, it's Jackson State and FAMU. So it's Deion Sanders' first year. You know what I'm saying? They playing FAMU. It's like, kind of like the opening official game of the season, right, Labor Day weekend, Miami. So that's going down. We're supposed to be out there shooting some stuff for a client. And um, and I'm excited about it. You know what I'm saying? Because HBCUs feel exciting right now. 
lot going mm. on. You know what I'm saying? The, the the pandemic Black Lives Matter talk has really put a lot of spotlight on HBCUs and the, their culture and, and the things that, that go down in the fall. So I'm interested to see how it all plays out in real life. And, and you know, of course, everybody's excited to be there because everybody's been kind of cooped up and not we mm. nobody got to gather last year. So feel like it's going to be, you know what I'm saying, a real situation. But then these variants out here and niggas are still catching COVID. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, man. Yep. <laughs> niggas are still Jim catching. Jones caught it. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? It's out there. Shit. I got two friends got it right now. Like, like damn. Yeah. This shit is still out here. Yeah, so, I know somebody. I got to check in. I know somebody that, that caught it not too long ago after being vaccinated, which is kind of, you know, that's that's what you don't want to hear. But, I mean, you know, it's better to be vaccinated. In my mind, it's better to be vaccinated than not. Yeah, they, um, they've always said it ain't going to stop it. Like, But if you get it, lower your yeah. chances of getting on that ventilator. Look, yeah. I ain't trying to... <laughs> Catch COVID or COVID light, to be totally honest with you. I'm, I'm, but you know, again, I can't not be in the world no more. You know right. what I'm saying? I'm just, but it's such a weird negotiation. Like this, uh, it's no real resolution. So it's whatever you do. So like when I'm out doing these shows and shit like that, mm-hmm. I keep my mask on until I go on stage, and it feels weird because I'm oftentimes one of the only people with a mask on, and. I ain't gonna lie to you. I'd rather be Fat Joe at versus than you know what Jim Jones had to deal with. You know what I'm saying? No, no shots at either one of them, but you know, like caution sometimes. You know, be careful out here because this shit is. I think I forget who said. I think it was Jim Jones that said this shit is like a stray bullet. It don't care who it hit. You know what I mean? That's a that's a great way to put it there. But at the same time. You know, she can't be on pause forever. Right. So it's just like, all right, well, fuck it. We out here. I got this. Uh, <laughs> got it. I got to re up on some masks. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Get my mask back. Uh, shit. And uh, yeah, I guess maybe even hit. Speaking of homecoming, yeah, I might just go to homecoming. It's funny. I seen, I seen, I'm seeing a lot more Clark Atlanta paraphernalia in the world than I used to. You know what I'm well, saying? I seen. I seen it twice today. But go ahead. Oh, wow. What you want to say? No, no, it's a cat yeah. out here making some Clark shit too, like some dope ass jackets. I, I don't know his name, but I see shots. I think I know you're talking about. Them out all the time. Yeah. It's some dope I know jackets. You're talking about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, they tough. Yeah. They tough. They tough. Yeah, I seen I seen Luda had one on on the Breakfast Club, had a Clark Atlanta shirt. And then I was watching the Miss Pat show, and one of her daughters had a Clark Atlanta t shirt on. I said, okay. All right, we out. I get I get hype every time I see that shit. Like I ain't gonna lie, that shit still means something. When I seen, you know, Chris Paul was playing in a lot of uh, a lot of black college shit. Like, or he'd write the name of a black college on like one of his sneakers, mm-hmm. or wear some type of uh, apparel from there. When he had that Clark Atlanta shit on, I was like, oh shit, you know, it feel good, it feel good to see the CAU shine. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't know how it feels for you because FAMU is kind of. Up there as far as one of the more popular uh, black colleges, so maybe I don't want to say jaded might not be the word, but it might be kind of normal to see the you, y'all have a pretty big presence in the world. Well, well, I feel know, like our shit is still I, I th- growing. I think we we stand on our, you know, man, we stand on our on our our, um, 
our success out here. We stand on our name. Our name right. out here speaks for itself. And the, the thing about Fan U paraphernalia is the colors ain't easy to just blend into the world. You know what I'm saying? You can't yeah. wear we can't wear that 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 funny tinted orange and green every day. You know what I'm saying? It don't match with a whole lot of shit. So right. <laughs> it ain't it's a like decision. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's it's not like Howard with the red and blue or you know what I'm saying? Some of these schools they got, you know, y'all got black and red. These, you know, uh-huh. those colors that kind of blend into society. So when you wearing a fan, you shit, you meant to wear that bitch. You know what I'm saying? Right. It right, wasn't right. it wasn't, well shit, let me just throw this on. I have a Howard sweatshirt. You know what I mean? Because, you know, uh-huh. during those HBCU tours, I always just picked up the shirts kind of like Bill Cosby used yeah. to do on the Cosby show. Yeah. No, exactly. no, no, me too. But uh Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Damn. But you know, I would collect them and shit, you know what I'm saying? And the Howard shit is is blue and gray. That shit match with anything I got, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) So so you could just throw that shit on any old time. People probably think I went to Howard because I just throw that on to go get coffee or some shit in the morning. But when I wear my fan, you shit, that shit is intentional because you gotta you gotta put them colors together, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's true. It's hard to win. I do want to say this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, I also want to say this without off the I gotta remind people, uh, you know, Clark Atlanta as a university, that shit started in eighty eight. You know what I mean? It was Clark College and Atlanta University beforehand, Mm -hmm. but Clark Atlanta just started in eighty eight. So that's like going back to Big Daddy Kane. Like we we still, you know what I mean? We still kinda young in the game. So I mm-hmm. actually actually it's it's doing well. But um yeah, sometimes I gotta remind myself because when you're talking about fam you, you talk about Howard, that shit been going on forever and ever. Right, right. You know you what know, I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. Hundred years in the game. Yeah, look at that. That, yeah. that cat that's doing those um Clark jackets is B L I Noop. On Instagram, okay. B L I N U P E, on Instagram. Okay. So just in case, you know, maybe that's that maybe that's somebody new because I saw somebody else. Let me look at his shit. Well, uh, yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's him. Yeah. Game, I rock my guy. Yeah, yeah. C A U Legends jacket, but he's the guy. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, he, I've the seen guy's this stuff. B L I N U. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I've seen this stuff. He got some fire shit. Yeah, this shit tough. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, shit. I started that oh, damn. Man. I started that damn cocaine cowboys. I started. I started that shit too. I might have got maybe a episode and a half in. I kind of, I kind of lost a little bit of interest. But it was. It ain't really. I don't know if it had anything to do with it. But it was just. It didn't uh, keep me. What you thinking? Yeah, I ain't gonna finish it. Them niggas was snitching. Uh-oh. Everybody was snitching by the second episode. Oh shit! I don't want to see this. Only, only, and then what killed me was the first nigga went to jail was the was the you know they all Cuban but it was one black Cuban looking one with the afro. Uh, What's that? Uh Uh, Justo J. Okay, which was a dope name. I thought that was a cool name. He Justo J. Yeah, Justo J. He went to jail first and got life. I'm like, yeah, damn. You know what I'm saying? He off yeah. the board, you know what I mean? Or already, yeah. he stood tall. Yeah. He ain't snitched. Everybody else in that motherfucker, except for um, Willie, 
and juice uh-huh. though. Everybody else did some snitching. variation of snitching. You know what I'm saying? Even yeah. even Sal, like I saw somebody on Twitter was like, yeah, only only people didn't snitch in there was Sal and Willie. Shit. If you watch that Ooh. shit, when when they went to pick up Sal from his crib, after the other dude snitched, told him where mm-hmm. was where, where Sal stayed. They went to the crib, went through that he was hiding, but they seen all his his passports and all that shit still there. So they was like, yo, he's still here. So they they put the dog out and found him. And then mm. after they found him, he was like, they they started telling the story like, you know, one of the guys in there didn't want to go to jail. So he's like, I give you, I give you, I tell you where Willie lives. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, damn, just like that. Like right. okay. and 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 then and even leading up to before he got caught like that, mm-hmm. you everybody was always it was a few people that already said that he set the organization up in a way that Willie was kind of like the front man, like he was the one who was most personable and was out front. While Sal did the numbers in the book and the business part. So and then one of them ladies was like, so that you know if they can't if it all fell down, you know they'll come get Willie first. I'm like, oh, right. this old bitch ass nigga, I ain't finna watch this shit. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even want that energy. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, man. I'm talking about their whole organization because they they started it off first episode talking about how it was all family and everybody in it was family and, you know what I'm saying, such and such marriage and such and such. That shit didn't last one episode, man. Shit, as soon as the police came, they started talking. Damn. Like, yeah, Ali. So I just that, wiki- you know, I Wikipedia uh-huh. the rest of the story, so I ain't even got to watch it no more. You ain't even got to <laughs> give it that time. I now I realize why I didn't finish watching it because somehow somebody else was watching it on my Netflix, and when I went to it, rather than start on the first one, which I mm-hmm. thought I was, I started where they left off. So I started on the third one. I think it was the mm-hmm. third episode. And it was about the juror mm-hmm. who was um who kind of, you know, who derailed the case and then they sent somebody after him who mm-hmm. acted like they was in the game and then got him to talk. And I'm like, ah, oh, this nigga's an idiot. Mm-hmm. But then by the time I got to, um, and they said a little bit about Sal or whomever, Willie or whatever in that episode. But by the time I got to the end of the episode, I realized, oh shit, I didn't even see the beginning of the episode. I didn't even see the beginning of the shit. So I went back to the beginning and it kind of just felt a little redundant. Mm-hmm. I might, I might get to it at some point, but it was just like, man, I ain't, I ain't really had a time at that moment. So mm-hmm. again, it wasn't nothing particular to the show. It just, I was out of order. And then after I was out of order, I was kind of, eh, I was, I was done with it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was, you know, in my Wikipedia search, I found that. Justo J ended up getting out in about 14 years or some shit like that. Oh, that's not bad. 17, maybe 17 years. His son, his son went to the Major League Baseball. He played, he played for one of the Major League Baseball teams right now. So, you know, he was able to jump Uh back in on top. You know what I mean? Life is good for the the stand-up cat. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) He so, need his own documentary. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because right, right. they ain't even give him no time. He ain't even right. he ain't even have a storyline in this motherfucker. Right, 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 right. At least through the first right. three episodes, maybe, maybe he come back later. But you know, those Corbin brothers. You know what I'm saying? I be trying to look at how they do shit anyway, because you know they be a little yeah. little slanted. 
So, oh, yeah. and they do a lot of Miami stuff. So, you know what I mean? Right. So right. I just was right. was checking it out. They did the U thirty for thirty. That's why they kind right. of blew. They did the first Cocaine Cowboys where yeah, they blew up. They blew. Then right. they did uh, the U thirty for thirty. I ain't yeah, see. Then they do broke. I ain't see. Oh, that. Okay, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's a thirty for thirty about going broke as mm-hmm. um as athletes. I think that was them. I'm almost positive it was them. It was, it was interesting. Sound like something they do. It was probably all black guys on there. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> if I can <laughs> recall, yeah, I don't, I don't remember, you know. But I'm only looking for people that look like me. It probably was a couple white guys, but it was definitely mostly black. I mean, it's the NFL. We're gonna be honest. <laughs> uh, what was I gonna say, man? Yeah, yeah, I they, started yeah, they watching. Did. They did, bro. Yeah, they did it. Okay. Started watching the Miss Pat show. I like that shit so far. Um, I'm only probably like three, four episodes in. What you about to it, say? It's funny because I I never heard of it, and um, somebody sent it uh-huh. to me. One of the one of the listeners sent it to me the other day, and then uh-huh. um, and then I was like, you know, what's this? You know what I'm saying? Because I I didn't uh-huh. have no context. And he was like, right. he was like, D. Lemon probably nobody. She a comedian. Da da da. She had a you know he broke yeah. he ran down her whole life. I was like, oh shit, she came up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Now she a comedian, but before she did comedy, she used to sell crack. She had a wild, um, like, uh, upbringing. Like mm-hmm. her story is crazy. Even before she got into comedy, she put out a book called Rabbit. That was like her, like her name in the street, her little nickname or whatever. Mm-hmm. And talking about all of the shit that she had went through. But basically, um, that plus her interviews on like WTF and all of that type of shit, like. It really built a lot of um, interest in her story. Mm-hmm. So, long story short, Lee Daniels EP'd her her story. E, uh, uh, Lee Daniels and damn, my man's name Jordan, the young kid who did a who did a play. This is like his first time doing TV, but he kind of he created co created it with Pat. Like he wrote the, the script and shit, mm-hmm. and it's just. It's basically they living in um she from Atlanta but they living in Indiana which is based on her real life mm-hmm. and it's reminiscent it's like almost like a kind of like a black Roseanne you know what I mean it's just a black ass it's a black show it's like regular black people and there's been a little bit of that like the Upshaws was another mm-hmm. show with Mike Epps and Wanda Sykes like to see you know it's like a multi cam show you know what I mean but around the black family. Right, you know right. what I mean? Just to see everyday black shit. And, you know, they touching on a lot of shit. And and Miss Pat's funny as shit. <laughs> so some funny shit on there. You know what I mean? Like she it's some it's some uh it's a funny show. It's some shit. There was a line. Like they be saying wild shit. They say shit that you ain't never really heard on a um <laughs> on a sitcom before. Shit like Shit that, you know, and everybody will say that. This is some shit you've never really heard. And you would be like, all right, well, we'll see. Now, they say some wild shit. So there was one point, and it'd be like real, it'd be real, it'd just be tossed in. Like, it's not even like a lot of build up to some old crazy shit. It's just part of how they communicate with one, one another. So Miss Pat's husband, they laid up or whatever. They they got waking up early because her sister was using their bathroom. So they woke up. She wound up waking them up by mistake or whatever. Her sister's played by Tammy Roman mm-hmm. from a uh, real world famed uh, Housewives fame. She's killing her shit. But anyway, um, so they laying in the bed. Her husband's like, I can't go back to sleep. She's like, yeah, I can't go back to sleep either. So you know where that's leading. So he says, shit, 
Um, he said, yo, since, I mean, since we both can't go to sleep, you know, let me get some of that nappy grip. I said, what? And <laughs> 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 it's like, yeah, <laughs> let me get some of that nappy grip. Damn. I was like, yeah, that shit was crazy as hell. I was like, yo. She was like, but you know, like, it's just that kind of sets the tone for what's going on on this show. Like, it is what it is. It's like, it's the language is super colorful. You know wow. what I'm saying? Motherfuckers is leaning in saying some wild shit. But the storylines are cool, interesting. You know, again, I'm only like three, four episodes in, but I'm I'm happy for her, man. She got a she got a dope little show. She got a dope show. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like a real it looks like, you know, four shows in. It's 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 good. I can't wait to watch the rest of them. But um if it's as good as these first four, I could see it going another season and maybe beyond and beyond and beyond. So yeah, mm-hmm. salute to Miss Pat. That's a dope look. Yep, and, um, yeah, she did Comedy Knockout. Okay. She did Comedy Knockout one time. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I met her then. Uh, and it was funny because it was around the time that I was actually um, reading her book. So, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She cool. She, like, is she's just, she's the same way that, you know what I mean? Like, that's her. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's not much departure. You know what I'm saying? Like, she is who she is. I think I, I fuck with it. And she's mm-hmm. funny as shit. Yeah, she funny as shit. So, it's good to see. It's good to see her get her shit off. I was yeah, watching that shit. Up. That's what's up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you should check it out. You yeah, yeah, it yeah. Out. I'm definitely checking it out. Yeah, because, you know, actually it was uh, my man Ro. Who, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ro, Ro knows. Ro is, Ro yeah. is famous. Ro knows or Ro is famous? Mm-hmm. Which one? Ro is famous. I think yeah, it's yeah. Ro is famous. Yeah, yeah, Ro is famous. It's definitely a, a good entertainment culture curator. Yeah, yeah. So he, he yeah, put yeah, me yeah, on yeah. that. Um, yeah. Shit, how's comedy for you right now? It's good. We come, you know, we um, I'm building back. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's just really just <sighs> trying to create new material, and it's uh, I want to say, <laughs> yeah, because it's you know it's kind of. I don't want to say it's slow going. It's going as it is. It's it's moving. It's moving, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But it's just like, you know, because a lot of the shit that I was talking about prior to the pandemic, I just don't really want to talk about it no more. Mm-hmm. And maybe some of that shit, or some of it I've forgotten about, or just, you know what I mean? It's been a little disconnected or whatever. So I'm just trying to create new shit, trying to tap into, um, you know, what's going on, you know, mm-hmm. what I'm observing. It feels a little weird in the way of... Like, you know, I'm trying not to judge what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think I've said this before, like, even with the COVID shit, it's very topical. Everybody went through COVID, so everybody's got a take on it or mm-hmm. whatever. But I'm trying not to undermine that. But beyond that, it's like, I ain't done a whole lot of living in this last year. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? A lot of a lot of what I like to talk about is drawn out of what I've experienced. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? What I've been going through and shit like that. And um I ain't even do I ain't been doing a whole lot of shit. I'm just really still getting into the world. Right. So it's a lot of that type of shit. And then you know, I don't say reap just like just looking within. You know what I'm saying? And trying to figure out what I feel about certain things and you know what I mean? Like that's and just it's just developing. It's all developing and it's at that point where some of this shit is a lot of like 
premises. I'm working it out, trying to find it on stage. It's not all the way fully formed. You know mm. what I'm saying? So I'm just in that position of creating kind of, I don't say on the fly, but it's developing. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I'm trying not to be impatient about it. But I'm and I'm trying at the same time being intentional about it mm-hmm. because I'm trying to carve an hour out, like a real deal good fucking hour. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And shit, we a few we a few minutes in. <laughs> you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, so man. it's that type of shit. So you know what I mean? It's cool. I'm uh uh you know just getting back into it, trying to get back into the rhythm of it all. Um, you feel you know, funny. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes I don't like, you know, like even, even if I'm keeping it funky, even when I do this podcast, right? You know, Mm -hmm. the fact that I do comedy or, you know, funny man, Damian Lemon, as it says in the, in the intro and shit like that, I be feeling guilty about just all this little introspective talk. Or all of this other <laughs> shit. But that's what I be thinking about. Like, sometimes I be like, damn, nigga, should I punch this up? Should I be hitting it? You know what I mean? But uh, oh, you got to be true to what you feel. You right. got to be true to what you feel. And I, I will say that's one thing I do appreciate about Pat is she is who she is. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could only be you. You know what I'm saying? And like... um you got to figure out how to articulate what it is about you that you like and that you feel funny and whatever. You got to work that shit. That's the craft. Mm -hmm. That's the craft. Like there's, you know, at times, you know, along the journey, there's times where it's like you could look to what had been done before, not like material-wise, but presentation-wise, mm-hmm. and kind of take that as the format for comedy. And that ain't really going to get you where you want to go or to get you somewhere outside yourself. Mm-hmm. You got to be, you got to tap into who you are and how you uh, express who you are and find the funny in that. You know what I mean? And it's uncomfortable at times, especially when we don't come... As quickly as it could. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you know. But, you know, all of that could change when you catch a few minutes, when you when you got a nice little bit or something or a few minutes that you like, oh, nah, this shit funny. Mm-hmm. I know I got a good seven minutes here that hit hard. Now I'm going to start building off of that. And it's, you know, it's just, it's piece by piece by piece by piece by piece. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You just got to, like I've been saying for these, at least a, at least a month, at least since I've been back, you just got to trust the process. You know what I'm saying? And um, and not undermine that shit. Like I said before, not not judge it. Just power through. You know what I'm saying? I get laughs. I definitely, I'm still getting laughs and shit like that, but it's just like, I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, I don't know. Sometimes I don't want to say I don't know what I'm looking for, but I'll know it when I find it. You ever feel like that creatively? Like, mm-hmm. what you got is... It's cool, it's resonating, or it might even be, you know what I mean? It might even be uh it might even be landing, but it's not quite what you see. Right. Or it's not quite what you what you what you want. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's just that type of thing. And, and, and a lot of times, again, you talk about taking steps in fear. You know what I'm saying? I think more times than not, the fear attacks that space of what you really want. 
versus, you know what I'm saying, taking a chance. You know what I'm saying? Most people assign yeah. fear to taking a chance and getting out there and right. pu- pushing the button. But really, one thing that, that, that becomes really important is what is it that you really want? You know what I'm saying? Right. And a lot of times, that is the hardest question to answer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like yeah. when I do interviews and shit, and it'd be a maybe simple topic. You know what I'm saying? So say we do the when we did the I Love You Black Man video, right? Dear Black Man. The question may have been, you know, when you're in a relationship with a man, what are the things that you want? Right. And 99.9% of the answers went, well, I don't like when and I and I don't want when. And like, right. no, 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 no. The question is, what is it that you want? And I find even in myself, you know, generally the the you you know how you want it to come out you know the outcome you want but what is it inside of you that you want what aligns with who you are and right. and, and that's how I the next project I was talking about earlier that's how I ended up coming to that's what I wanted to explore because I was trying to figure out you know shit what was what made my shit so good? What made, you know what I mean? What made my work my work? You know what I mean? Because right. once you look across all the work you've done and this stuff for this person, that person, you can name all these companies and, you know what I'm saying, and people you shot for, but mm-hmm. what is it did you really do? You know what I mean? And so when I started looking across my work, I started seeing, you know, something that I do in my, in my work across all of my work and I was like ah that might be my point of view you know what I'm saying and as you start thinking about your point of view then you start to tap into oh shit that's really what drives me that's really what I need to stand on that you know what I'm saying I need to not worry about all that other shit and just stand on the shit that is inherently me and that that drives me. And with that, that's a strong ass. And I haven't had that since 21st Century Hustle, for real. Right. Which, like you said, that was 20-something years ago. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's not like an everyday thing that you come across if you're not dealing with it every day and if you're not tapping into it every single day. So right. that's not an easy question to ask. What is it that you want? You know what I mean? Yeah. Most people could tell you what they don't want much faster than what it is that they want want. Yeah. And what's crazy about that to that point, and it's good to hear you say that, like you ain't really felt, maybe you ain't felt that since 21st century hustle, because sometimes you could, I find myself frustrated with myself. It's almost like I've used this analogy before, but it's like the magic eye. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you looking at the shit, niggas like, you don't see that shit? <laughs> like, nah, motherfucker, I don't see it. So like, well, you like, yo, what is it that drives me? What am I, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what you like, you know, you could kind of maybe on a, I don't say trivial level, but like on a surface level, you can know what you're drawn to or whatever. But sometimes what your purpose is or even what speaks to you or your point of view may not be as crystal clear as you would like it to be. Mm -hmm. Right. And 
rather than being frustrated by the fact that you don't see it, that comes back to the, you know, you got to walk in faith and keep doing things to, you know, keep doing things that at least come to you or at least, um, I don't want to say halfway inspired, but things that are like, okay, let me try this. Let me try. Don't don't stop trying shit because that's really that's really the um that's scratching the surface. That's getting to it because at some point you're going to reveal it as you or maybe it'll be like in retrospect. You know, what I mean, they say you know things that the dots don't always connect until you look back mm. and you're like, oh, okay, I did this, I did that, I did that. Oh, now I see it. You know what I mean? On some old constellation rocky shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, now I see that. Oh, now it's clear. You got to move in that darkness. Mm-hmm. That's the process. You got to move in that darkness. Have faith that you are taking them steps back to your driving thing. Have faith that the road is not going to be cut off. Mm-hmm. But sooner or later, you're going to get to your destination. Whatever that destination is. And it's not even about the destination. Right. It's just about the perspective you get. Right. And, um, yeah, it's good to know because sometimes... You know, like, even with the pandemic, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Sitting down for a year, you're like, well, damn, after a year, I should have myself figured out. I've been by myself <laughs> this whole time. You know what I'm saying? I should really know a lot. You know, and motherfuckers will say that shit to you in, in conversation. They'd be like, shit, after a year, you, I mean, you're going to know more about yourself than you ever going to know, mm-hmm. as if you're not with yourself all the time. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> but... If you put that type of pressure on yourself, like, shit, man, it's fucking the vaccine's out and I still, I'm still on, no, you know what I mean? Like, fuck. But, you know, he's got to live that life. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh, shit, man. Oh, shit, wow. But the thing about it is, too, even once you know yeah. it, even once you know what you want and you know uh-huh. what it is that, that's, that drives you and how you want to do it, it's still that feeling of knowing it for real, for real, and holding on to it is fleeting. It's like capturing yeah. a, 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 a lightning bug in a jar. You know what I'm saying? It's not mm-hmm. something that you can actually hold on to because life change, your emotions change, you change, right. your situations change. But the thing about it, once you know it, to know it is to always be able to get back to it at some point. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's uh, just like Houdini was like, you know, it's better to have love and to have lost than to never have love at all. So mm. think about it. Once you know love, you mm-hmm. you know it when you come across it again. You know what I'm saying? You know where it where it feels like, what it feels like, and, and where it touches right. you. It's the same thing with loving yourself and knowing yourself. You know what I mean? Mm. It's once you know it, you know when you tap back into it. You know what I'm saying? You you might might be drawn away from it. You might move away from it. You might put other things in priority over yourself. Um, but to know yourself is to be able to get back to yourself. Right. And that's the most important part. That's part of the journey of sometimes it takes your whole life all the way around in the circle to bring you right back where you started. And that's like what books like The Alchemist is about. Motherfucker went all the way to Egypt, all kind of journeys, twists and turns, just to end up right back where the fuck he started <laughs> with everything. Yeah. But it took that yeah. journey for that everything to make sense. Right. And you got to realize the value of that journey. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because I think 
initially, if I hear you got to go all the way, you do all this shit to find out. It, it, immediately, my knee-jerk reaction is like, fuck, damn, I, if I, maybe if I had looked behind myself, <laughs> I could have saved all that time. But that is what it took. Right. That was what got you there was that journey. Sometimes mm-hmm. you got to realize that's what it is. That's right. the shit. And, and just like you're not going to find it if you're not getting up and trying to tell those jokes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's hard to find yeah. that the rhythm of the joke when you ain't telling no jokes. You just thinking. Right. Damn, I ain't got yeah. it. I ain't got it. I ain't got it. You know what I mean? You got to be up there right. actually doing some shit. And then you be like, ooh, that worked. Let me build on That's, that. Yeah. Then you be like, you know what? I got a whole book full of that shit that can tap right, right into all oh, what I was just saying. God. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that be the, yeah. that be the shit. That be it. That make the hour. That be it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the goal. That is the goal. You know what I'm saying? Shit, man. Yeah, man. That's that old black man transition. Ah, shit. That's the, yeah. Oh, that's shit. the amen. That's the end of the sermon. Shit. Right. Anyway. Oh, uh, shit. What you doing you after wanna this? You want to sign off or you, you want to? Yeah, yeah. What you about to get into? Shit. Yeah, we man. could break out either that or you want to talk about this uh, Canaan situation. Did you watch it? Yeah, I watched it. Yeah. Um, ain't much real happening. No, man, I think we could, hey, we, yeah. could we could put that we on could. next week. You know what I'm saying? It ain't too okay. much happening right. this week. Okay. You know what I'm saying? All right, bet, bet, bet. That's cool. That's cool. Right. All right, well, shit, man. Shit. <laughs> I think it's time to transform and roll out, man. Tell a friend to tell a friend. And even the enemy. To get in the conversation. We out.